One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and Happy New Year. I'm Paul Ross in for Andy Goldstein who's been off for the darts and Christmas and New Year and you, my friends, are listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. On the show today, you lucky people, you'll hear the fallout from a bumper crop of Premier League football heard exclusively right across the TalkSport network, including a rather unhappy south-faced Jose Mourinho with a yellow card, a jubilant David Moyes from my team, the now Happy Hammers, come on you Irons, and an exclusive interview from the England cricket camp down in Cape Town. But it's in the Emirates where we start after Arsenal beat Man United live on Talk Sport. First, it's the managers, and then a far from happy United caller on the sports bar with Jeff Brazier and Mickey Gray. I said to the players, it's up to you. Your body language, the way you behave on that pitch, and what you're able to transmit to the fans is contagious. If it's bad, it will be bad. If it's positive, they will be right behind you. I have zero doubt. They are doing it, and look, straight away the response from them. That's football. Um, we didn't deserve to win, especially after the first half. I thought. They played really well. We played against a good team. You can see a new manager coming in, and he's got a he's had a reaction from his team. Uh, there was loads of energy in them, which uh, at times we couldn't uh, play through because the way they won the ball back off us, back tackling the the, the front men working, they um, they just had uh, that little uh, bit of edge uh, that we didn't, and a bit of luck. The main things like are the central midfield, like Fred, is just useless. Like. Fred, he's he been looking hard. good, hasn't he? Huh? He's he, terrible, Fred. He's so bad. He loses the ball all the time. He's that headless chicken. He can run around. He covers a lot of ground, but he's so poor. He's not good enough on the ball. Not your favourite player. Uh, what about Lingard? Was he worse? Lingard, honestly, mate, what is he? Like, I don't understand. Again, he runs around like a headless chicken. He covers a lot of ground, but he's playing attacking midfield for Man United. And he hasn't got a single goal or assist in 2019. It's unacceptable. How he continues to turn up and play for Man United. It's an absolute embarrassment. But he is a bit of a geezer on Instagram and that. Oh, brilliant. But Solskjaer's picking him. That's why he's out there wearing a red shirt, running around like a headless chicken as far as you're concerned. the The thing is with Solskjaer, right? He came in, yeah? He had a completely disgruntled squad. He had to get rid of Lukaku. He had to get rid of Sanchez. Pogba's pretty much gone. So he's been left with, you know, a squad that is completely and utterly like it's it's a it's a weak squad, a weak Man United squad. So you've got to give him a bit of time. He's got to have January. He's got to have the summer. He's got to rebuild. And then if we're at the same point this time next year, 
questions have got to be asked. But there's no point in getting rid of him now because he's what he's doing is he's bringing in a mentality, and we, we you can't really judge him on anything more because the squad is just so bad. It's just terrible. Joey, I mean, how, how, much miss, um, I, I, how much do you miss... I'm actually surprised I'm saying this myself, but how much did you miss somebody like McTominay? The thing is with McTominay, obviously you do miss him, but do you know what? I'm ti- what I do is I'm tired of when a player like McTominay isn't playing, everyone says, oh, you know, McTominay, we miss him so much. The reality is if McTominay was playing today, the same thing would have happened. There's plenty of games where McTominay's played and we've just not performed. The reality is we're not good enough we don't have, we've got no one assisting our front three. So Mar, you, you look at Marshall today, yeah. If he wants to score a goal, he has to beat three men and then bang it in. Same as Rashford. Like, when you look at, say, City, right, De Bruyne will put it on a plate for Sterling. He'll put it on a plate. He'll, 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 we don't have anyone creating chances because the midfield is so poor. We don't control the game. We rely too much on, you know, Rashford skinning three men, Marshall skinning three men. I, I, I really do think that there's a major issue in the centre of midfield that we really need to resolve. Now, after a 1-0 loss against Southampton and a yellow card to his name, Jose Mourinho spoke to TalkSport's Alex Crook. Brace yourselves. Jose, a disappointing result, but what do you make of your team's performance? I don't think it's a performance to lose because I think it was more a fighting game than a quality one. Of course, by being 1-0 one, one up, uh, for them, then the game was the game they want. Uh, defend, falls, stop the game, counter-attack, long balls, fighting game, make falls, stop the game, uh, cut the, the, the intensity and the dynamic of the game. So I think it was more of a fighting game than, than a quality one, which was good for them. Because took the game in a direction where they were comfortable with it. You were shown a yellow card. Was that in reaction to frustration at some of the VAR decisions, the no, offside? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. It was a reaction to uh, to an idiot uh, that was in in the Southampton bench. But uh, I, I was rude in a couple of, of words. So correct yellow card for me. What did he do to annoy you? I don't tell you. Ask him. Harry, Harry Kane obviously like a hamstring injury. Is that a big concern? Could he be out for some time? I, I think so, but I, I, in this moment I cannot say. Looking forward to this West Ham thumping 4-0 win over Bournemouth. The newly reappointed manager David Moyes spoke to TalkSports. James Fielden, what better man? David, great performance. West Ham's biggest home Premier League win since 2005. Mm-hmm. I guess it couldn't have gone much better. No, it couldn't have gone much better. And uh, I have to give great credit for the way the, the players went about it. I think they, I think they, I wouldn't say they owed the supporters, but I felt that they needed to give the supporters something to shout about and something to, to get behind. And I think today they done that. They got the goals. They, they worked very hard as a team. You know, it was it was difficult to say MD played badly in the team today. Uh, I think it was easy to say who played well. So from that point of view, it was really good. But how did you get that performance after Leicester? What was the main message? Well, my message was I think they had to show something different from what they had shown. Uh, and I have to give the players the credit, you know, because we've had a day and a half with them, tried to do a little bit of work. We didn't have time to do a lot of things like set pieces, etc. But we got in what we could. But not enough to take credit for uh, for such a good performance by the players. I thought their their mentality to go about the job and what we wanted, and especially when you've not been playing with that much confidence of late. But you could see it grow in the second half. You know they were confident and and uh, 
you know, I expect them to get better. And when you've got Mark Noble dancing around players, I guess you know your luck's probably going to be in. I thought it was. I thought it was a different person. You know, it must have been somebody else since I've been away. You know, because he's supposed to have got older. But you know, the way he went about it, the way he won the ball back for us, the way he made things happen for the goal, and then the penalty kick. So I have to say, he was like a. He was like a, a real thoroughbred today. He really was. In the Championship, Holbeach Sheffield Wednesday won nil at Hillsborough, but despite that win, Tigers boss Grant McCann was still far from happy. Here he is with TalkSport's Alan Biggs, and it wasn't really football that was on his mind. I'm really pleased with the group because Sheffield Wednesday tried to uh, tried to knock us, even when we got to the stadium. Um, made me park ten minutes away in my car, which was strange. Um, and turned all the plugs off in the change room so we didn't have any music. But look, these things are, are here to test you. It didn't, it didn't default us. We, uh, we got our heads down and worked hard. When you say you had to park 10 minutes away, do you mean the team coach or yourself personally? No, myself. myself. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit strange really. Usually any managers come to our stadium, they'll park straight outside the front. But listen, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm used to seeing things like this in football. So you had a 10 minute walk to the yeah. stadium? Has that happened to you before? No, not really, not really. But look, I, I don't want to deter that way from the, from, from the football. I think there was a lot of things that before the game uh, that tried to put us off. Um, hospitality here wasn't very good today, I have to say. Stewards were arguing with my staff before the game over plugs. It was ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, but it is what it is. We focused on the football, we got the job done. Does that make the win all the more satisfying after what you just said there? I mean, it's, look, I think if you come to the KCOM, you couldn't be more looked after. You know the, the stuff, the, the way teams get there and how friendly our staff are there. I just think it's, I find it really, really sad, really, to be honest with you, that people can do that to opposition teams. But hey, after a much-needed win for Aston Villa against Burnley on Talksport, the Villa boss Dean Smith spoke to Nigel Pearson. Here's Grealish in the penalty area. Grealish puts it on his right foot and puts it in the back of the net. There can be no doubt about that. That is a stunning finish from a class, class player. Jack Grealish has doubled Aston Villa's lead. Unbelievable talent. I mean, he scored a good goal from a header, which is a rarity. Um, you know, and then a good strike at the end. But, you know, he's... he's he set Codge up. I think he set Douglas up as well. Um, you know, at the start, of the second half, we could have cut uh, with a couple of chances that we've had. We could have put the, main, the game to bed, and you know, we didn't. But we had to withstand, you know, a lot of pressure in the second half. Over now to talk sport two, and here's how the PDC final sounded when Michael Van Gerwen took on Peter Snakebite. Right, the man with the flexi-coloured Mohican. Kisses the way one more time. He has one more dart left for the title, and he's done it. Peter Snake by Wright is the first world champion of the 2020s and he is the world darts champion. A wonderful focus display and the man in purple has done it. We will see tears from Team Snake by we will see tears from Peter. He has just put in a lifetime performance and Snakebite has done it. Peter, you have done it. And it's all been TalkSport 2. Premier Leagues and stuff like that, and just going to all other tournaments being announced as the current world champion by John McDonnell. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, you know. I'll have to hold back tears just for that. <laughs> there were tears at the end there. It shows how much that means to you. Yeah, it's all the hard work. Uh, the tears for the Joe kids and uh, the family who, you know, put up with all, put up with me. 
because I'm the hor horrible person that you want to live with. I'm uh, grumpy and stuff like that, and uh, I got my rules and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, that, that's that, it's for them. Uh, all that, uh, all the all the stuff I've missed, uh, all the stuff me and Joe's missed uh, in the past years, and I think to say, yeah, you will be champion one day, and I've done it. To win the William Hill World Championship, to join the greats of the game, Taylor, Lewis, Anderson, Part, all these guys, Michael Van Gogh and himself, it makes all those sacrifices worthwhile, doesn't it? Yeah, most definitely. You know, many people have put me down and saying, you're just a runner-up guy and everything, and the UK Open's not even a, uh, a proper tournament. You try and win in the UK Open <laughs> and say it's not a proper tournament. But, uh, you know, and to go and win win it uh, I was playing well throughout this whole tournament you know I was lucky in the first round you know I could have went out uh, and not be world champion what a brilliant victory for 49 year old Peter Wright but ahead of tonight's live commentary it's going to be a biggie Liverpool versus Sheffield United this is Reds fullback Andy Robertson speaking exclusively to the man the legend from talk sports the big bellied Ian the Moose Abrams you sent out a tweet this week showing the decade, the beginning of the decade, the end of the decade. You in a Queen's Park shirt, you in a Liverpool shirt. Just talk us through the tweet. An end of a decade and it was just, you know, something that, uh, you know, it was time to kind of reflect on. I've, you know, I'm sure everyone's lives have changed a lot over that period of time. But, um, you know, for me and the way I've kind of lived it, it's been, um, you know, it's been crazy. And, you know, it's just went kind of from strength to strength and, um, you know, probably if I even went, you know, maybe it would have been 2009 actually, maybe when I get let go from Celtic or whatever. So, you know, from that moment and then, you know, from where I'm here, then it's just nice to look back and, you know, what I was doing back then to, to end in the decade as, um, you know, at Liverpool and, and doing what I'm doing. The hashtag 10 years ago was no money, no job or need a job. I mean, your, your career is a real shining light for anybody who wants to make their way in, in any form of life. You know, it's nice for people to, you know, a lot of people, you know, come up to me and say that, and if I'm ever talking and stuff like that, so, you know, it's nice for, you know, a lot of, you know, if you're looking at just football, a lot of kids, um, you know, get released of, from clubs and, and fall out the game, and, you know, you need to realise that, you know, it's not always, you know, if you work hard, and it's not, because it's just, you know, one man's opinion or one club's opinion, it's not anyone else's, so... You know, for me, then um, you know, hopefully people can look at me and think, you know, if I if I do get a setback, then I can bounce back from it, and you know, who knows? Then if I put the hard work in, then I might get to where he is. I want to end by talking about how you help the community because you've been involved with food banks here and and in Scotland as well. And I was particularly in, touched by the story when you you were 21 and you told people, "Don't give me a present, mm. donate to a food bank." Yeah, look, for me. I wish I didn't have to donate to food banks because they wouldn't be here. Um, you know, that's obviously the ultimate goal for, I think, everyone. I think everyone has a lot more knowledge of, you know, food banks now, which is sad because it means they're more popular. Um, and like I says, we're in a very fortunate position as footballers that we, you know, we get paid well, we have a nice life and, you know, others aren't as, you know, um, as lucky as us. And, we then give it back, you know, all the lads, you know, when we when I look round that 
changing room a lot of us do um, good things whether it's at their home country or whether it's um, round about these areas then you know I think we're all quite you know level headed and stuff when it comes to these things and to be fair the whole football community is getting a lot better at it um, and we all you know people you know donate some of their wage they, and stuff so I think as a, you know as players we're, we're all getting a lot better um, but you know if we can make a small difference then you know if I can put you know smile on a couple of people's faces that aren't as fortunate then it's all worthwhile but you know it's something that I've always done something I always will do until hopefully something gets sorted that they're not needed and and if that day comes then you know I'll maybe look at something else but you know for me being able to give families food on the table is you know one of the most important things I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes Nice dress uh, It's a it's a t-shirt Until you tried it on same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And this is Extra Time next up. With me, Paul Ross and Sam Stevens, top producer, talking football cliches. You can hear the show weekdays from 1am. I hope you can join us. Paul's favourite fill time question at number five. What have you got for us then? When he's talking cricket or rugby or tennis or netball or lacrosse or darts or even tiddlywinks. All those things about which I know nothing at all. With an expert, he'll always ask about the mood in the camp. (laughs) And he's not alone. He's not alone. You're a dirty grass, Sam (laughs) Stevens. And there's more at number four. It's about football amnesia, the affliction of absent-mindedness, the forgetfulness that seems to afflict some of our most famous managers. That means they can't remember FA. (laughs) I'm talking about losing the dressing room. (laughs) He put it down somewhere. He's completely forgotten where. He's lost the dressing room the way I mislay my car keys. Losing the dressing room at number four. No idea where it's gone. And we find ourselves at our cliché top three. And I know you're all with bated breath on this one. Concede a goal to a corner. Let the opposition score from a free kick just outside the box. You know what your side is. It's cliché number three. It's vulnerable to set pieces. (laughs) Of course it is. We're nearly ready to reveal our brand new number one, which didn't even chart last year. But let's get number two off our collective chests. First, a few beauties that didn't make the top ten this time around. Matches that are six-pointers. Calling any 20-year-old who scores the new Messi. Oh, that's the bane of my life, that Ditto one. Ditto Young, Rooney's, Lampards and Beckham's, etc. There's also Robert the Green 
and dead rubber games. I've used them myself. Got no idea what they really mean. One from Bridge. Yes. Dead rubber game. Why is that irrelevant to football? It's not at all. I know. The, the rub of the green. Absolutely. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But at number one, it's last year's number two. It's a cliche with a cultured left foot. It gives 110%. It's got genuine pace. It's this. Goals win games. And now for our brand new number one. At number one with a bullet. Two words. One's an acronym. VAR controversy. <laughs> Ahead of the second test in Cape Town on TalkSport 2 on Friday, Guy Swindles has been speaking to England wicketkeeper Josh Butler. Rabada is into Butler. Who, oh, that's extraordinary. This is what we want. This is what we want. Josh Butler has absolutely pummeled the ball. Happy New Year, Josh. And um, how, how was New Year's Eve with the team? Yeah, very nice, thanks. Um, we're probably in the only place in Cape Town where you couldn't see the fireworks, actually. We had a big building in the way, but uh, we had a great night, thank you, with all, all the families, and um, yeah, nice way to bring in the new year. And here we are on New Year's Day, batting again. How are you feeling? Because you do have had this lurgy that struck the camp. Yeah, much better, thanks. Um, nice to have a full complement at training, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's been a, a frustration, I guess, and, and uh, no one likes it when they're feeling unwell. But, um, you know, luckily, I think everyone starting the new year uh, feeling fresh. How was it in the last match when you sort of went down mid-match? How... What did you do? How did you feel? Yeah, I didn't feel good. Uh, very lethargic, I think. You just feel like you haven't got any energy and um, you know, feel like you need to be quite close to the toilet. Um, so, uh, yeah, but you know, luckily that you know, Johnny could take the gloves and, and then didn't, wasn't needed to bat on that day. So managed to have a full day full day of rest and, and, and get better. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I think you know, not trying to make any excuses. And, and Joe has obviously said that. That wasn't the reason we, we lost the test match. So, um, no, we not, we're very aware of where we need to improve what have you been working on between matches you haven't had much time but but what any specific areas not really I think you know you look at the last game those two key moments of South Africa being 111 for five and, and we were 140 for three and they end up with a 100 run lead in, in the first inning so um it's uh, I think you know trying to work out how we can play that more front foot cricket you know and, and get ahead of the games um not wait and be reactive to to show the true character of the team you know making sure we do that from the from the from the get-go and and um, standing up and taking the initiative as i guess yeah twice losing the last seven wickets for not as many as you'd like is where a lot of somewhere where improvement is needed yeah, absolutely, and and it's not about talking about it, is it? Everyone's very aware of it. Um, but you know, professional sport and international cricket is about performance and about fronting up and doing it. You know, it's very easy for for all of us to talk about it, but until people start showing that and and performing, um, you know, nothing will change. So, what thoughts going into the second test? You've got everyone's fully fit, raring to go. Still feel that there's a good chance of getting something out of this series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was a really competitive game um, at Centurion. Um, I think you know, taking 20 wickets, you know, it looks like there's going to be results, and obviously we'll have to wait and see what this pitch plays like. Um, but yeah, I think you know, with three Test matches to go. Obviously, the series is very much alive.
And of course, the second test gets underway on Friday, 7.30 a.m. on TalkSport 2. We cannot wait. Full and exclusive commentary. And that just about wraps it up in a great big red New Year's bow. You, my friends, have been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Please click and subscribe via Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There'll be another one of these same time tomorrow when you'll be reunited. And it'll feel so good with Mr Goldstein. And don't forget, Wayne Rooney is in action live on TalkSport 2 tonight when Derby take on Barnsley in the Championship. Until then, thanks for listening. Keep downloading, and I'll be back with you before you know it. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.